Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Bizarre Briefing. This is the April 2020 edition. This is a, a fantastic podcast that you're listening to. I'm Bryce Castillo, joined as always here in studio with John Rayo. Hello. David Rowan. Um, sorry. You have to say sorry. Wave at the end. Wave at the end. Let's do it again. Okay. Uh, David Rowan. <laughs> hey. Oh, there we go. Corey Cranfield. Hello. Hello. And Brant Hughes joining us on Hi, that's me. Hey. Yep. Uh, this is the Behind the Scenes podcast where we talk about all the uh, good, fun stuff happening here at uh, Bizarre Magic that includes stuff like Modern Rogue and Scam Nation, the Scam Stuff Store, Weird Things, and Night Attack, and, uh, and, and Cord Killers, uh, all of the other, all of the many, many more things. Happy hours these days. Yeah. The happy hour. Yeah, that's five five days a week now. Uh, we, we talked about that last episode, right? I'm pretty sure we did. Yes, we did. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Uh, they're still doing it, turns out. Mm. Uh, you know what uh, we weren't doing, but are now, uh, now have done one of is uh on the scam nation channel uh john and josie and brian went and filmed an old school scam school intro <laughs> i wrote it by the way uh i could tell that you wrote it you could tell <laughs> you could you could feel that john rail vibe i could tell that it, i could tell it was written how about that <laughs> only because like it's very clever and it's cute and it's kind of dense it's dense in the way that writing pre something pre-written is you know <laughs> Because normally with the, the old scam school intros, Brian would just kind of fart around and see. But I always I went based on the formula of the old scam school episodes, which is a hey, welcome. Uh, you're gonna learn something hyper hyperbolic, mm-hmm. and then it goes to welcome to the show that does something silly, and then it says mm-hmm. um, like there's like a four stage process to every scam school opening. Yeah. Well, and and even the last few years there we weren't doing the second part of that open we would just do the cold open or the, mm. the, the super tease um and then we cut out the intro the intro section proper because it ended up it ended up being formulaic and kind of long uh-huh. and it was so much work it it was and um, that is I, john it sounds like you're very excited to do more of these i'm, I'm excited i'm also excited because uh, we added the um the gimbal to our equipment and like take a look at that shot again Sure. Silky smooth. Like it looked it, it looks very nice. Yeah, like uh, that is one-handed and cuz uh as Brant and I'm sure somewhat Bryce you can testify wearing the full-on what was that suit called? The Steadicam, the, the Glidecam. The Steadicam rig. It's just such a pain and stuff doesn't look as steady as you want it to with that rig. But with the gimbal it's just like mm-hmm. this little handheld Brant, I uh I, I I don't think I once ever put on the glide cam rig. Oh, I know. Because <laughs> there was a, there was a while where you were doing scam school intros, and you were like, "Nah, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Do it. I'm just gonna do the shoulder thing, the shoulder and rig. it'll be fine." And it did. It was like like yes, you could if you were really looking for it, you could tell it was not a f- uh, the full glide cam thing. But like a discerning eye. The dis- that's mm. right. But the because it's a whole it's a whole system. It's a vest, and then there's a mm. big um, pneumatic arm thing that looks like a like a like a, a spring loaded. Yeah, a ghost in the shell thing, and then and then it hooks into you have a the weighted the actual uh, part where the camera goes in, and that has to hook in. And I I just I I literally didn't know how it worked. I I and we only would use it for those intros. So I just said I'll just do I'll just use the shoulder rig and that'll get me 
most of the way there. Yeah, and despite all that rigging, it still kills your lower back. It's very heavy. Like, I, I threw it on because I kept looking at it. I'm like, why are we not using this thing? So I threw it on for a full shoot for a Brian's pen video, actually. Oh. And oh. after that, I was like, no, fuck this. We're, going, we're getting a gimbal. <laughs> the only well, also, like, yeah. most videos don't really require any kind of stabilizer because we're mostly just, like, on tripods for yeah. most of the video. Yeah, but yeah. for that rare occasion, it's like, eh, I think it's worth, uh, what did we get, like, $200? Yeah, 200 bucks. 200 bucks. Yep. You know, totally they, worth it. We got that gimbal for $200? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I got a pretty good discount on it, and it's it's pretty sweet, man. Thing yeah. I'll say, $200, we could probably get a much bigger color chart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and probably. we would use that every shoot. We could have used a color chart for Josie's opening, and and we didn't. Also, I, with the I, I've noticed with the glide cam, um, John, you seem to not be using like one of our Atomos monitors, um, which, in some cases, uh, like an upcoming topic in the show, mm -hmm. will will result in oh. a lot of very bright footage. Oh yeah, I mean if we're if we're talking about uh, the we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. In fact, I don't even know which one that is. Probably this one. Um, but yeah, anyway, we so the Scam Nation. But we, we were talking about because uh, uh, it sounds like you're very enthused, John, to shoot more intros like this. I know that this has been a topic that you you brought up a, yes. a lot. What what? And not I'm not putting you on the spot, but I would love to know where. Like, is it is it a thing? Like, as a fan, you just want to see those come back. No, I was, I, ironically, coincidentally, I think I'm the only person working here that wasn't previously a fan of Brian Brushwood's, oh. but having been here and like, actually, watched, an enemy. <laughs> what's that? Actually, you were an enemy of Brian. <laughs> I was the mild, and we, we, we had to hash out some stuff, uh, which led to him hiring me for yeah. some reason. Uh, but uh, no, like I just, uh, basically I want to kind of put a rest to either the idea that if we just had the intros that will save everything versus we don't need the intros at all. I'm like, well, why not just try them? Why not just try them if it's not going to really require that much more effort? And they are kind of fun and cheeky and mm -hmm. let's just give them a try. Uh, so because in Brian's the, mind, it's uh -huh. like it's like if we just had those in like I know there's part of him that is thinking, man, if we just had those intros again, like like things would really pop. So that's that's maybe kind of what I'm trying to get is like, is this something that Brian wants or is this something John you want? Because I, I can't tell if you're just like kind of you know, like like reading Brian and letting me know kind of what he's thinking, or if this is something that you're like legitimately interested in us doing. Because I I've had many conversations about it with him about why <laughs> I don't want us to to have it be a a concrete part of the structure i've said before like when we have something where it makes sense to do one i think it's fine to do it but yeah. i don't think that the intros are the are something that's killing us not yeah. having them or something that's killing us well it's two parts it's one like let's just try it and you know make brian happy for a few episodes but also and uh, this is where maybe david will come in i would like to try a whole new version of the intros where it is Brian thoughtfully giving some esoteric ideas about even just relating to the concept that's going to come up in the episode. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a thoughtful 60 seconds walking and talking about this particular concept of magic. So a little more philosophical. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and that I'm actually excited about. Yeah. Um, as far as like making Brian feel good about it, I, 
I was not under the assumption he was feeling bad about it. Well, he doesn't feel bad about it, but he's like, ah, oh, man, why can't we just try these? I'm like, okay, let's do it. He said that to you? Yeah, like, let's just try some intros again. Yeah, he's he's pushed the intro thing a few times. Mm, not to me. No? <laughs> I think not to me because he knows I would like it. I, 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 was, I say it every time we have the conversation. I think it's fine if we do it and if we have a reason to do it and a purpose to do it. Yeah. But the... The, you know, talking about why it was so annoying to do it first cancel is we had to do it for every single one. You know, uh, you know, in the years past, we were also doing the, the intros, which would mean we have to go out to a place and film a thing and, and come up with uh, what's a what's a quippy thing I can say really quick. And what's a weird yeah. way I can show up. And that's that's fat. That's overhead. That's something that we don't need. I, I think we don't need inherently. And believe me, if this required us going downtown Austin, like not a chance in hell. Mm. Like I wouldn't, at least I would not be a part of it. You know? Because, because as part of like the scam nation changeover and, and I swear we'll be done with this in a sec. Uh, you know, I, I want to remove artifice. I want to remove anything like, like near the end of scam school, what felt trapping or what felt like a limiting factor were all of the trappings from how the show started, which is like, yeah. we're going to make a 20 to 30 minute show that looks like TV and it's going to have these long ad breaks and it's going to, you know, be just long winded everything. And even as that concept got refined and refined and refined over time between the old production company doing it, between us doing it, Brent and and me and Jeff and, and were you doing it? You, you were after scam school, right? Yeah. Way after. Um, or maybe just at the end. Yeah. Like maybe like, we had just started Scam Nation. Yeah. Um, like, as much as we can refine that, there's still limiting, and it's still... You still have all the baggage of the past behind yeah. you. And See, so and that's why I think there's a third direction, where mm -hmm. we could go for more of a thoughtful, methodical, like Charlie Brooker walking through the forest, you know, talking about these large concepts, even though he's really talking about some wacky internet thing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, um, I, 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 I think, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm just conflicted about it. So basically it, my, my pretentious G spot is tickled by the idea of what we could achieve. Don't by tell me saying... about your G spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, it's tough because with scam nation, especially in the past like year or so, we've definitely kind of fallen back into it just feeling like scam school mm. um and even even all of the things that by the end of scam school we had mostly cut out we still do on shoots you know like toasting and stuff like uh the doing the toasts and stuff i don't know that that's like it, once we thing. remove all the trappings what is scam nation but it is an education and entertainment show about magic and puzzles and uh, uh, showing you something to do to look cool. Okay. And like most of the other stuff that we do. Again, um, and maybe uh, I think the idea, the idea I have for the new direction of the intros kind of fits into that. Like it's, you know, Brian's kind of your professor opening up the class. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think just, it's a tone thing because I think like that idea is great. I've seen a lot of the reference stuff, the Charlie Brooker stuff that, that you've sent over. Yeah. And like it is like nice and poignant and it can be silly and, and all that. But I wouldn't say poignant 
goes along with the episodes we tend to shoot, which are very bombastic and very like YouTubery. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I, 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 I'd like to see it in action. I'm not opposed to doing more trials, but I am very cautious of do, us doing anything that immediately after we do it one time says, great, we're doing it every week now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, because then there's all sorts of stuff that I would like us to keep doing more of, but it's just, it's not my content decision that we had done in the past to do more of like, whether it's the mailbag stuff, you know, answering, answering questions from, from fans or like even the, uh, can you eat fire upside down? Like that would not fit in a show in the scam school format or show. Cause it's kind of doesn't fit with the idea, but if we keep it open and you keep it open to new, to, to new ideas and new formats, um, without being bogged down by saying every week, doing x y or z all i know is that my goal is to give you no extra work okay well mm. i would i would i certainly appreciate that so oh brand <laughs> mm. <laughs> no extra work huh <laughs> it's a beautiful uh, dream yeah so uh it was something that was a little bit of extra work but it was uh uh, uh it was it, it ended up be, being very good uh, was uh, a charity stream that uh, Brian and I and Cargill, see Robert Cargill, uh, as well as uh, our friends over at The Daily Dot, uh, who are, is based in Austin, did a, a fundraiser charity called Altogether ATX. It was a special charity live stream on, on Facebook. We, we were putting out the word a lot when it happened. And uh, I think we ended up raising a little over $2,500 uh, over the like hour and a half or so. And, um, the basic idea was, um, uh, you know, Austin is, is one of the major media cities that was hit by, you know, a lot of the shutdowns because of, uh, the, uh, the coronavirus. And, uh, so it was like a, a, a telethon sort of thing. Like let's raise money for these charities that will keep money in Austin. And, uh, <laughs> it's funny because the week, I want to say a week or a week and a half before, um, the, uh, the, they had done a, another telethon on TV. I think the TV stations had produced one. And so they raised like $1.6 million <laughs> or something like before we even turned on the thing. And, uh, so we always could have a little thing in the corner that says raise total raise $1.6 million. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was cool. And it was, it was it was very interesting because it was it was a lot of work and and pulling in all these packages from other uh, other uh, media outlets here in Austin, um, as well as like tossing to to Brian and and Cargill as they chat about Austin. Um, I, I think it came out really well. It's it's on Facebook if you look up um, uh, All Together ATX. I think you can find it. Um, but uh, it, it was it was fun. There was there were funny moments. There were very poignant moments. And, uh, you know, I, I think kind of a challenging thing is, you know, it's very local, right? It's for Austin. It's not even central Texas or Texas. It's like specifically for Austin. And I think that makes it tough for the internet, right? The mm. very international audience. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully they were at least entertained a bit that, you know, there are some good, some good skits, some good conversations. And, uh, but yeah, so that was, that was altogether ATX. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know uh, what plans are for other things like that, but it was it was certainly good to help charity. So that was how that. is streaming to uh, Facebook internet stuff aside? Um, 
you know, uh, it, it ended up being pretty interesting. In fact, we'll, we'll we'll kind of broaden this up a little to the internet issues here at the at the studio because it wasn't like this last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with uh, everybody doing remote work, working from home, and uh, doing virtual Zoom calls and stuff, uh, uh, the internet telecoms are not prepared for that much upload from everybody, you know, everybody sending video streams out and about. And so we've had, um, uh, a variety of, of internet conditions, I'll say for the past three weeks or so. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we've tried a lot of things, right? Like we had had a residential service line and now we have a business service line. Um, and so I, I bring this up because that was one of the concerns that we had for the altogether ATX stream was, can we even get a stream out? What happens if the internet goes bad, goes out? Because, you know, when it chokes up, we we have, you know, 10 to 20 minute long stretches where we can't get anything out or we can just get enough out to kind of get Skype's video and stuff out. And we're yeah. recording fine, but um, there just it ends up not being enough bandwidth to go around. Uh, we ended up getting a business line, which does not seem to have made much of an impact either way. But I know that Brian called last night and they said, we're going to flip a switch. And then they flipped a switch and we'll see how that goes today. This So far, the stream is looking okay. No drop frames so far. Fingers crossed. Um, and like Corey, I know that there are also conversations about other options yep. because there's not necessarily fiber or uh, copper options yeah, on basically, the spectrum that we have. Yeah, in our backyard, we have a uh, huge 5G, not 5G, LTE tower. LTE. Maybe yeah. it's 5G in the future. It's but, uh, AT&T's yep. four, uh, five, 5GE, yes. which is not 5G. The yep. one back here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. right down the street. And so we get super strong signals that are as fast or faster than our uh, current Able. internet. Yeah. So we may do a backup solution or one of two options. One is straight stream from that if it holds strong, yeah. or B, use it as a backup uh, we can do with our routers. We can do a failover. So if we have uh, uh, Spectrum die on us, then we, it'll automatically fail over to the LTE. So yeah. hopefully that will be fixed in the future. I, you know, I uh, hmm. am not someone. Brian can co-sign this. I'm not someone to get overly optimistic or you know to to buy in and get my expectations up a lot on stuff. But uh, I feel very solid about having that LTE option. Yep. Um, even as like a primary, just if it's just for this room so we can get streams out. Um, I, I, it, it makes sense in my head, right? Like cable, the cable uh, lines were not built for everyone to be using their internet all the time anymore, but mobile phone lines should be, should, probably shouldn't be much more impacted than they expect because of, because of, of COVID. Right. I, yeah. In in my head, that math makes sense. It's not even math. It's and frankly also, not math. But. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like usually out of this room, there's like one signal happening. Right. You and know? it's and it's not that much. Like we we recently switched. We had we had temporarily now made the switch up to sixty frames per second, which meant uh, our output went from about two point five mega megabytes per second to. Uh, about six or six point five. Yeah. Uh, just get a better bit rate, and we have the transcoding on op- options on Twitch, so people can knock that down. But we, you know, we have trouble when it, when it goes out. We have trouble getting two two megabytes out, and so mm. um, what we're looking for is consistency, not even power. Yeah. Really. 
Um, so hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully we'll see. Well, at least it's not a 5G tower back there. Otherwise, we all have coronavirus. <laughs> uh, the other thing about Facebook, Brant, streaming to Facebook was really interesting. I could I did not see all of the behind-the-scenes stuff because we were doing it through the Daily Dots page. Um, and so uh, Josh over there had a lot of that information. But they have, they have some really interesting things. Um, not only do you get a stream key to send your output to, you actually get a backup fail-safe stream key. What? So you can send two signals. You could decide to send two signals to a stream, and you, I think you have to manually switch it over, but you could hit a button and say, oh, say, take the backup, take the backup now. Mm. We ended up not mm. needing it because the stream just ended up uh, uh, being fine. Did we do it on his phone? I'm trying to think. I don't think we did. Did we? No. No, I think we flew by the seat of our pants, and I think it ended up working. But, um, uh, w- but it was very cool to see that because... Um, uh, that's right now with Twitch, which is what we mainly do. You don't get any of that stuff. You you don't get backup or like even the YouTube thing, like YouTube live streaming has a cool thing where you can send it a data stream to your stream key, but then you tell it when to go live. Uh, yeah. You can preview everything and make sure everything's all set and hunky dory before it sends anything out to anybody. And I kind of wish Twitch had more stuff like that because that stuff is pretty cool. Um. Uh, so that's, uh, so that's some internet stuff. Uh, thank you everybody for sticking with us. Thankfully, all of our recordings are not reliant on our output stream. See, like, I think the stream just went down now oh, really? uh, because we, we were talking about it. Because <laughs> uh, they're the mafia, man. They divided up this country. I mean, now there's only two companies that, left. Mention that conspiracy. And, you know, <laughs> they don't want us, they don't want people to know. <laughs> the NHS is out here telling yeah. people. Um, but yeah, and, and uh, we have our recordings here. And so I think uh, I, I, I had been kind of relying on the old way we were recording stuff, but we have a new way we're recording stuff. So for shows uh, like uh, Night Attack and... Um, Cord Killers, you will actually still get the higher quality podcast versions of those now um, in the 60 frame and the high bit rate stuff. So that's uh, that's cool. Hmm. Uh, uh, one last thing. This is this is a tease. I'm going to tell you now that this is a tease. Ugh. I know. Uh, <laughs> Sunday night, after we, we went and shot a bunch of ads during the day on Sunday, and I ended up coming back here on Sunday night um, to... Uh, to to do a thing where there's there's a possible new social media thing that we may or may not uh, uh, be a part of soon. Well, we we don't know. Well, if if it happens, you'll find out. That's really kind of what a lot of the stuff is. But this is some classic the bizarre briefing <laughs> bullshit. Where it's like, what is this means i don't know what you're even saying okay uh, we did a thing that is very different from how we already normally do stuff both in uh in our final productions as well as in social media can we guess you're welcome to guess but i can't answer okay. competitive tiktoks yeah yeah that was my guess <laughs> i can't answer all right I, I, filming I, from a low earth orbit <laughs> he can't answer i can't answer yeah. onlyfans.com <laughs> Slash brushwood. <laughs> there it is. I can't answer. Um, but we filmed. We we or we did. We did a social media thing that was very different from how we would normally do stuff. And um, there's a larger program at play that maybe we'll, we can talk about uh, if it happens. But um, uh, uh, it would it it would be very cool if it happened. It would be a lot of work, but it would also uh, maybe be some money, and uh, it would be cool because I think it's a social media thing that I think 
we should be doing in some some capacity maybe not the way that they would like us to do it but we should be doing in some capacity because there's a lot of there's still a lot of potential Mm. there a lot of untapped potential we're bringing myspace back Mm. i could not answer i could not answer only fans i told you (laughs) so um if that becomes a thing we'll talk more about it here speaking of bringing money sure David. Oh, what's up? Uh, what's Where's up in the, the store? Any, any new stuff in the store? Well, okay. How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you guys from? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, any any new store stuff? Yeah. Well, so the store took took like a a, a breath for oh. April, just like the rest of the country, right? Mm-hmm. And we got uh, caught up on all of the pen of greatness, pens of greatness. Yeah. Pens of pen of greatnesses. Pen, Pens of greatness. The, the penai uh, of greatness. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if we want to say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I have been seeing uh, tons of people so in Reddit sh- and Discord talk about it. That and- ships in three days is just because now they're all being like made to order. Oh really? So we don't have excess inventory, Whoa. but we can put something together in three days. Um, and then the next thing up is all of the founders who participated last year are getting all of their fulfillments challenge coins uh we've got a couple of surprises one of them is, is out in the uh in the sound, sound stage. stage um they're gonna go out with with some of them and then some of the higher level rewards uh we're gonna send a an email to everybody on the tree the tree people list so okay. we're gonna go hey what do you want your tree to say um now these are people who paid to have paid a tree to named after a them. tree on the property got right? it uh, and and then we're going to be pretty much good to go, except for we have some really like three, two or three high level uh, people who who uh, will come visit the property and have a whole whole deal for them. Nice. Um, but uh, once that's done, um, the only outstanding things that we'll really have uh, will be related to the Founders Day picnic, which you know, I would say within the next month or so, a rescheduling date will probably seem to make more sense. A lot of people seem to think that June first. The, the the waves of this of this pandemic will kind of become more delineated and you can find that area between the two where you oh, can have uh-huh. events without there being as much risk before another wave kind of hits. Okay, so, um, interesting. So we might try to play in that space. Um, and I think it, it sounded like there might be some discussions with the, the, the Founders Day folks as well. Right. Well, I'm sure we'll send I, something out and go, hey, d- would this work for you or this work for you yeah. or, or, or something else? Because everybody who's already kind of paid, you know, we're holding on to those re- reservations and we would want to do something that would appeal to 80 plus percent of them. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, there's a lot of stuff that I think is going to start happening on the store as far as uh, products. There's one big product that we do every year that we haven't done for the first four months of the year, which is. Oh, right. And, and, that's, That's normally a big right. to do, but it didn't seem like the right time to do it in the middle of all of this stuff. We had planned yeah. to do it a little later this year in March, and then and then this whole thing showed up, right? Yeah. So that's probably going to sh- uh, uh, happen in the next four or five weeks. There's a big deal with the site itself, which mm-hmm. which uh, I think will show up in the month of May. Uh, oh, really? In which, that soon? Yeah, which because of our uh, our, our friend Dwayne. Oh yeah, Dwayne uh, Dwayne Hoover. Yep. Uh, just plowing through a lot of the stuff that needs to be done there and then uh what, what's left there's yeah some other products we've been sitting on because it didn't it was like the timing is not right right to do them you in, it involves handing something to somebody and it was just mm. like right you yeah didn't it didn't kind of fit so we just used this time really to to like i said uh catch up on what was outstanding and then kind of make plans and line things up and and work on some of the back end uh stuff and even uh some 
products themselves are getting a facelift that have been around for a while. So they'll just oh, be cool. presented uh, in a new way, in a new way inside of the, see, that's how excited I am <laughs> it's inside bat of the, in the mic. Yeah. Inside of the uh, framework of, of the uh, site, maybe looking a little bit different in yeah. the next couple of weeks. Very nice. Yeah, I know that the, the site has looked a certain way for a long time. Yes. I mean, well, this this particular iteration is a revision of an earlier version, but the essence of the site has been this kind of Pinteresty format with the left menu and... And, uh, and just kind of like a grid, and, not even a grid, just like a This particular theme has a limitation where on that homepage, it's actually like a featured collection of products. It has a maximum amount. So mm -hmm. you can't... If it, you don't realize that... Uh, to get to the full collection, you have to go to that little menu item on the left that says full catalog. Oh, yeah. You know, right there. If you don't see that, which is not exactly, you know, prominent, then you're going to miss out on, on half the items that the store offers. Or you just search for them. But again, even the search itself is not that prominent. So we're trying to fix a lot of those issues. And so far, the previews are looking uh, really, really good. Looks nice. like we'll, we'll bring it into the 19th century. Ah, yeah. there it mm. It's the 90s. No, yeah. The 1890s. I'll, I'll say... There uh having a scam stuff website redesign has been like on the agenda hey since i didn't I say this no one scam, says that that's no one said the site was getting off. redesigned brand <laughs> okay well but yeah uh but no please you know, go ahead uh we've had some version of that as a task since john was here um and i think maybe maybe that was maybe that was the earlier version um but it, it, it long overdue. Yeah. Well, let, so let me tell you what the secret is. The secret is it's always that kind of task is always like deprioritized when something else is on fire. Yeah. And the nature of the store is that when one fire goes out, something else shows up. And so you might have a day to kind of tinker around with the theme. And then that sits there for three or four weeks. And then you have a day to tinker around the theme. And so it, then you get to a point where you're like, Six months in, you're like, well, this theme doesn't even work anymore. You know, right. so, then you're, so then it's like this, even the effort that you were able to squeeze into the time of the day that it fit, you have to kind of like toss it out and start over. And, and so the secret was, um, you know, Dwayne kind of proactively went to us and said, hey, guys, for the next couple of weeks, I have a lot of bandwidth and I actually kind of know how to do this stuff. And we were like, excellent. Uh, yeah. Whenever you need anything from us, let us know if you need certain images to put in or you need some sort of design decisions to be made, you know, you've got. Our, our undivided attention and that has proved to be the uh the secret sauce that's that looks to i mean you know not to put the cart before the horse but it looks like uh we're eminently uh ready to flip that switch to something yeah new and, nice. and fancy uh and uh one last thing on on the founders club stuff uh the big plaque came in the big plaque came in that plaque weighs more than brian it's big yeah, yeah. um it's big. I it looks it, really it weighs nice. more though. than I do, actually. Yeah. Uh, maybe. How big? I, I'm 158 pounds right now. I've, I've never I weighed tried myself this morning. Thing, yeah. but, uh, but I would not be surprised. It's, it's big. It's like four feet tall, at least. Is yeah. it big, though? And it's, it's, been, bi it's big. <laughs> it's been making no, it looks few, really nice. Uh, it looks really nice. Yeah, it looks better in person than any real photo of it could, could get, because it's got like this nice like copper penny sheen that as the light passes over, it makes it look all nice and fancy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that actually came together. That was like a fire uh, that came together because of the original Founders Day picnic. So mm. it was like, how fast can we get a plaque made? Because when we have this picnic, we would love to have all of these founders show up and see their name on the plaque. Yeah. And it was like, I called up these uh, two different places. 
And one of them was like, man, I can't really make it work. It'll be like a week or two after that, but can't make it work. And another one was like, I don't know if you get it in, like, this was like Thursday. They were like, if you get it in by tomorrow, they're like, we can have it there the Friday before the Saturday of the picnic. So the oh, day, so they were like, if you can get it in in one day, yeah, you know, we can have it in, we can have it in the day before the picnic. Oof. So it was just like pulling the all nighter. Cause every, I laid out every single one of those names by hand yeah. on there and had yeah, to, yeah. and had to go back in there and correct for like every single quotation mark has to be the same style. Mm-hmm. Right. So if they're angled, they can't be smart. They up, have to be normal. Or right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All, all of, some people would use dashes to separate their name. That needed to be like that. If it's an M dash, it's in dash. Or if it's just a regular hyphen that needed to be standardized or we need to go to a slash or something. So all of that standardization had to happen. Then there are bullet points that separate the names and I didn't want there to be like on the on the end of a row or beginning of a row, two lines that started with a bullet point or ended with one. Right. So I wanted that to kind of be broken up. So all of this stuff had to, and every single uh, letter had to be at least a quarter of an inch tall. And so I was like, they're not going to know if I make this 0.24 inches tall for the letter. So I sent in the draft and they were like, hey man, uh, took a look at your draft. It's uh, 0.01 <laughs> uh, off of the of the minimum character Busted. height that we'll allow. Oh, and I was like, geez. holy shit. So I had to go back in there, start with that, and then adjust like the kerning and the leading and the you know the line height to, to get everything into yeah. this thing. And it was like four o'clock in the afternoon, sent it in. I was like, I... I just really hope that there's not more than one typo yeah, yeah. <laughs> on it. I'll allow myself out of a thousand names. I'll allow myself like one typo, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's a, a, that's kind of the thing that like book publishers have to do all yeah. the time is just like p- put the words on the page and it's not as easy as it sounds. Right. You know, if you look at self-published books, oftentimes you will see poor layout in, in the uh, spacing of the typography because somebody just does it in like their word processor and, you know, it makes it ragged. They don't think about it. Right. Make it ragged left while it's going to be a page on the right side. And so you've got this weird thing going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually enjoy this kind of work, but it was just very much a, a last minute thing. But I'm, when we opened the, and we had no idea, you know, it was like, this is several thousand dollars yeah. for, this, for this plaque. Apparently it has a scrap metal value of about $290. <laughs> but... But when when you cast it in, see, we should have gotten bronze, gold. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then it would have and some then, value. Yeah. yeah, especially considering the inflation that they say is about to happen. Anyway, yeah, mm. uh, <laughs> yeah it was it was a uh, it was a fun but uh, stressful last minute project, but it looks great. Very cool. Thanks for the update. Yeah. Oh, I should say, Jacob deserves the lion's share of the credit for getting everybody's pens out. I thought about that earlier. I was like, if I don't credit the guy who actually, oh yeah, put in uh, put the labels on everything and put them all together. If he's watching, he'll hold a grudge. <laughs> he'll hold a grudge for several weeks. I know he will too. <laughs> I know he will, and you won't know if he's joking. Yeah, right, <laughs> and you won't know if he's joking. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, big yeah. shout out to Jacob there. There you go, awesome Jacob. We have uh, uh, another update here in the studio. We have some new equipment. Yeah. Um, uh, Corey, Corey procured yeah, yeah. a lot of this stuff. Uh, it, actually, if uh, maybe you can hold that up. So, so the so the first big thing is we've, we're using uh, in ear monitors. Uh, these are what, what brand are those? Uh, M-E-E. M-E-E. They're, 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 they're nice little in-ear monitors. They've got uh, a flexible flexible wire, so when you put it in, it'll kind of hug the back of your ear um, a little bit. They, they sound really nice. Um, and uh, so we're, we're starting to use those because we've got the Opal, which I think we talked about last week or maybe the week before. And uh, the thing with the Opal, because it doesn't do any ducking or processing, that means that our normal setup of like having speakers just so that we can hear the other person is no longer going to work right skype would clean that up actually a lot Mm. and so now 
um, just so that our listeners or the you know the callers on the other side aren't hearing themselves back. And when you do, you know when you do, I mean we have the whole modern rogue episode about it. When you hear yourself back when you're talking, if it's not in almost real time, it will it's a distraction. It's a yeah. huge distraction. So uh, so uh, for the stuff like like where we where we've got uh, um, people on the opal, we've got the in ear monitors. I'm wearing one here so that we don't have to have too loud of a speaker because even this show. Um, and I think we've had a few weeks where it gets a little muddy because we have speakers. So uh, we're, we've, we've got the mix suggested for this too. Um, but that's pretty cool. And so we also have monitor boxes. Uh, these are Behringer's, right, Corey? Uh, no, these are a... Yes, they are. My bad. Yeah. Yes, uh, they are. Yep. Uh, they are they're monitor boxes, but they're, they're interesting. They're mic pass-through boxes. So you see that it's got quite, quite it's got a few extra cables there. So... What it does is we feed it a uh, a mixed minus signal basically. So that's the one for Brian's seat. Uh, the cord going into the quarter inch there, that blue the blue cable, uh, is everything except Brian's voice. And then we plug Brian's mic into it. And so uh, the box passes through that mic signal to our snake to the board. So we get we get it like we would get a normal mic. But then it also has an amplifier in there. And so he can adjust the sound of the level of his own voice independent of the rest of the mix uh it's really it's really cool and and uh to to hear him talk about it, he's enjoyed using it so far yeah like i've used it with my regular headphones sounds great yeah uh so we have now three of those i think we've got one we've got two of them installed i'm going to install another one on the desk there um and uh yeah hopefully that helps with with help the audio help the podcast sound cleaner um and because uh, it, it's so interesting like we got the opal and the fidelity on it is so good. We have to up our game again on 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 our side to make stuff sound good. Um, yeah, and we've we've gotten we've gotten some good emails from people from the various shows saying like it sounds night and day. We really appreciate it, and because most people listen to audio, mm. and you can tell when someone is on on Skype, like yeah, know, it just they it does processing, it does compression, it does EQ stuff, and it's yeah. a lot, you know. Um, mm. So that's um. So that's some new equipment stuff uh, going on here. Modern Rogue stuff. Let's get into some Modern Rogue what? stuff. So when did we shoot this one? Do you guys remember? Was this Friday? Last week? Yeah. Was it a week ago? So yeah. uh, we shot a Modern Rogue challenge video. How are you guys positioning this? The um, the scavenger, like a scavenger hunt or? I watched the first episode. Brant? Yeah. So, um, so uh, I, I guess first we should we should say kind of what it is. There's there's kind of a uh, you know Brian Brian walks outside and he realizes oh Jason's left uh, some clues for him and then mm-hmm. he goes around and there are different areas on HQ that have different challenges for him to complete and then you know it concludes in a certain way. Yeah. Um, and there are like six challenge spots or something like that yep and um we've been we've been thinking about how to how to split it up um are we actually gonna go for six episodes i don't think so i I think it'll probably be like three yeah i think before we shot we kind of thought it would be Uh, two i'm going based on uh because the first episode is one challenge oh it's technically it's like two two sections because because the the first bit of oh, the is first step was just thing. reading it thing. oh yeah, yeah getting the thing yeah um but I, th- I think that counts as one of the six i don't i don't remember specifically i think so because I, I remember 
being confused when we were shooting that and going like, wait, he right. didn't he didn't watch a video. Isn't he supposed to watch a video? And then I then I looked at the just paper. saying if we could push it to six six sponsors. <laughs> I mean, um, that's that's not an editing problem. That's a <laughs> conceptual and writing problem. You know. Yeah. Um, so and so yeah, I I think we're kind of gonna play by ear as it gets edited to see what feels appropriate. Um, because even, even the, the first one that I did, I was thinking of cutting off, uh, quite a bit. And then, you know, I kind of readjusted once I was like, oh, this needs a little bit more substance. So I'll include a little bit more of the Brian solving stuff towards the end. Um, and I, I think the, the first one has, uh, it's throwing a lot at you all at once. Um, so we'll, we'll see whether the, the next ones are, you know, one challenge per video or two challenges per video or whatever, but it's not going to be like one big long thing. Yeah. Cause we, um, that day's shoot, I think the footage ended up being about four and a half hours or so, I think, uh, of, of filming time. And, um, and, and, you know, I, th I think a lot of that stuff is just Brian working out, trying to work or, working out the puzzles or the yeah. whatever the clues are. And I think a lot of that can get trimmed down significantly. Which, which for the record, I saw that coming a mile ahead of time, which is why I decided to shoot all day with the gimbal. Not because it was the right tool for the job, because spoiler alert, it was not. But so that I would have all freaking day to learn it. Okay. The, the only thing I'll say about that, though, um, in a shoot where we're doing only two cameras it can be a little tricky because it's like if if you're like learning a new tool and i'm the only backup uh if if both of our shots happen to coincide with not getting just the right thing then it's a problem i mean luckily i guess the the way that this shoot worked is it's a lot of just like brian sitting down and, and thinking about stuff yeah. for a while so it's not too hard to capture the right thing um but that is um, uh, sometimes a little bit of a complication. But, yeah, but for the record, that was kind of a one-time deal where I'm like, this is just going to take all day. I'm going to learn the shit out of this. Well, so, okay, D did you? Yeah, well, you saw the Josie shoot, which happened after. Oh, that was after, huh? Okay. Uh, all right, cool. Well, well, that's good. And and as a part of this, Brant, um, you're doing, are you doing more music stuff again for it? Man... <laughs> You, I, you make stuff don't make stuff harder on yourself if you don't have to yeah I thought that well, was his job more or less um yeah so like i'm i'm trying to score this video and you know it's it's just like a thing i want to do mm -hmm. um I've, I've just always been compelled to like oh wouldn't it be cool if we had like sort of like music beats in the in the episode that can like correspond to moments and it's like specifically catered to the video and you could do a little bit of that with you know just cutting up music to the right time or whatever yeah um but i just thought it would be cool to build something to craft something but uh i'm not a musician <laughs> now, uh, despite owning a few instruments now i'm reading your note here people can't see it, but you say scoring a video is terrifying comma using ableton is it terrifying because you're using ableton or is it terrifying by the way i'm using ableton uh, the latter okay um so i i previously had used machine as a daw um and uh and i i've been playing around with ableton a little bit they've got a sale going on so it's like oh yeah. well, maybe i'll test it out to see if i want to buy it 
Um, and then I realized I had actually started a free trial like six months ago and forgot oh. that I had it installed. Um, but they let me renew my free trial. So Ooh. like whatever. And would um, you recommend that software? Yeah, I mean, Bryce knows a lot more about it than I do, yeah, but it I, seems intuitive so far. Because for highly the record, recommend. I just bought a MIDI keyboard that's coming in in like a week. Oh, okay. Now, I, I, I highly recommend Ableton Live. Um, I have, I think it's Ableton 11. It's it's years old now, um, the one that I have, but they only update it every so so many years. So I think I'm like one or two numbers behind. Mm. But it's it's great. It's It's really good for composing, but it's also really good for performing like Mm. you can set up like concert sets you know like or live shows and perform your music live digitally nice um it has a lot of tools in that way that a lot of like fruity loops or pro tools are are not made for um and Mm. so it's a little bit of a different um headspace to kind of get into in terms of making clips and then playing clips um but i i I highly recommend i really like it a lot all right Mm. But yeah. Um, so is this so, first video going to have a, a Brant Hughes original score or is it going to have to yes, wait till number two? Okay. The first one is, I, and it's not the, <laughs> it's, it's not the first time I've done this on modern rogue stuff. Like, um, I guess most notably was the, um, history of fire eating video, like the first two minutes of that or whatever is scored by me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's like a, a very stylized, um, uh, presentation or whatever. So it kind of works for that. Um, this is, I mean, it was, it was weird cause I was setting stuff up and I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe like a, a, maybe put some drums behind this or something. And then I was like, Oh Jesus, I don't know how drums work. Like I don't, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, so it ends up being like a lot of, uh, the, the, yeah, it's very tough. You know, I, I don't think it's a, it's the most optimal situation to be in a place where you have the deadline, you know, for the video and are also, you know, trying to navigate new soft or trying to navigate software or trying to figure out concepts or fun fundamentals or, 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 or what have you, detail specifics about um, this new audio workstation. Uh, that gets very tough because it's very technical and there's a million little things that are just not in plain sight with that sort of stuff. You know, how you would set up drums on a sampler pad or uh, a- any number of things. Um, yeah, and also to to like uh, the the point of it being terrifying, like it's you know it's like one of the first pieces of music I'm making, and then I'm like, here, a hundred thousand people enjoy this, and don't <laughs> criticize me too badly. Yeah, um, and sort of sort of like the codes thing with with last month, like I I'm learning some of those some of that language on the spot in a very uh, spotlight public manner. Um, and this is even, this feels even more vulnerable than that because this is like, Oh, we've, we've had music in videos for years and it's not been a problem. So why change it now? And it's like, well, I want to, I want to learn how to do this thing and get better, but I'm really bad at it. Yeah. So. Um, well, <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think you're bad at it at all. Yeah, it's, it's it, funny that you said yeah right or, after you said that. But yeah. you're, sorry, yeah, I'm, I I understand the internal logic. Yeah, I completely understand sure. the internal. logic. I think it's great to cut your teeth in front of a large group like that, as opposed to trying to take baby steps into it. See, yeah. into my mind, it's like I would feel every bit of confidence faffing about with music that I've never done before, as opposed to saying something to camera that's incorrect. Mm. 
Like, because mm-hmm. that I know people will jump on. Like, oh, it's not really, he doesn't know much about code language mm-hmm. if he said that. Music's weird because I, I think uh, it is so pervasive in, in modern life. Like, I, like, it, you know, America's a very car focused city, and, and, you know, growing up with, with radio, like, it was just on all the time. And so you were constantly bombarded with, uh, m- you know, beautiful, mastered, you know, uh, industried, uh, 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 music constantly, whether it's pop music or grunge or whatever, like no matter whatever kind of attitude the music has, it's still like professional and like yeah. high, high end, you know, in a way that, um, uh, I, I think has a like primed people, uh, to like make better music as, as digital music, music making got cheaper. Um, but also kind of uh, 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 shortens the, 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 the perspective on the gap between starting out and being radio ready, right? Yeah. Mm. I mean, there are a lot of tools to go from A to B. Um, and depending on how you want to do that, you might catapult yourself all the way to like in the same ballpark to, hey, I'm trying a thing and walking right off the cliff. Um, it's, it, I don't know, it's very interesting in in a way that like because with video you know we've seen tv get better and better over time as fidelity has gone better um but uh i think it's also easier to tell oh i this is not looking the way that you know high-end tv looks like i don't know and yeah food for thought mm-hmm. i did have another question for brant on yeah. the, the latest video that hasn't come out yet uh did you mm-hmm. create the video game style map for that the graphic yeah, so I spent all of Saturday yeah. um, illustrating a fantasy map of HQ, um, which is a combination of two ideas. One, uh, John mentioned it at the shoot that that was something that he thought would be cool for the video. Um, so I was like, yeah, that that sounds like a good idea. So I'll, thanks I'll... for remembering that because I did not. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, it was it was the kind of thing where we ended up pushing back the. Um, uh, so that's not even a fully complete map. Yeah, I've got a, a, oh, yeah, I've I'm got looking a map at a, that's slightly updated. Special patrons got to look at this. Where did you make that? Time. Photoshop? Um, I made that in Illustrator. Illustrator. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's and then also it's a combination of I actually wanted to do a fantasy map for uh, a patron shirt uh, like two years ago or something. And then oh, yeah. I, I started working on it and I got to like the sacrificial pit. And then I was like, well, this sucks so i just crafted <laughs> and worked on something that was easier um but here i feel like it made a lot of sense you know there's a lot of like going around the land and you know navigating by you know coordinates and stuff so it it seemed useful to have kind of a bird's eye view of things in a way that you know really gave you a sense of reference of where brian yeah, was yeah no, that's that's real cool man it looks real cool yeah yeah uh, on and a, then uh, yeah. also just uh, just one last thing about this video. Mm-hmm. I, I also ended up spending all of Thursday. I spent like six hours at HQ um, just taking like really pretty photos of all of these objects that are used throughout the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a that was a whole thing. But I think the I think they the look photos nice. Look really nice. Yeah. The yeah. photos that you posted on the on the Modern Rogue Patreon. I thought this story was going to end with something fell and broke. <laughs> oh, God. No, that was no, me. Thankfully not uh awesome very cool well hopefully people check that out this week uh so if you're listening to this podcast it probably came out weeks ago 
another modern rogue thing, yeah. uh, and I think Corey knows a little more about this. Uh, we have a social media intern. Yeah. Is that the proper terminology for this? Yes. Gentleman? Yeah, that is. So Josh uh, from England, somewhere overseas across the pond. Mm -hmm. that's, where, um, that's where England is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. good. You got it. Just making sure. You can check the map, but I think I think yeah. got it. Yeah. Uh, we can we can have Brant make a map for us. We can figure it out. Uh, no, anyways, um, yeah, Josh uh, wanted to help out, and so uh, he seemed to know a fair amount. So we figured let's give him a shot and just to see, right? And so so far he's been creating content for us, building it forward in the back end, um, filling out the uh, some of the information that's a little bit tedious for Brant or any of us to do. And then what's been nice is he's been loading it up into a OneDrive folder for us. Uh, and that way Brant can filter through, pick out the pictures he likes, pick out the post he wants to post, and then do any modifications he needs to do, and then sets it up. So it kind of helps, hopefully, in the future, helps us uh, cut down on some of the work, and we can get out some some solid content. Brant, what's your thoughts on the process so far? Yeah, it's interesting. It's... um. So like with the, with our social media stuff, I've, I've generally had like pretty specific ideas. Like the, our Instagram account is almost, you almost always just like, um, I, at least it intends to be, you know, like these, uh, these photos that I take on set that are like, uh, unused thumbnails or behind the scenes things, um, that look pretty and are high quality and give you more context and reference for the video that just came out mm -hmm. um, or the video that's about to come out in the next day or so. And there, there, there's some stuff in there that's not quite exactly that, but that's generally the idea. Um, and, uh, and it seems like w with this initiative, it's in, in some ways to broaden that out a little bit. Um, one thing that it, it seems like we're going to do that I, I do like the idea of is, um, is doing like, you know, this day in modern rogue history or whatever, like four years ago, we posted this video or two years ago, we mm. posted this video. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and I, 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 I've been talking to him trying to find a balance for that, mm -hmm. you know, cause we have, we have so many videos that it's like, if we wanted to, we could do one just about every day. Um, but then next year it would be all the same posts on all the same days. And it, that seems like it would be oversaturating and way too much and, um, not exactly what I would want. But so we're, we're trying to figure out the balance for that. And I, ideally what I would like to do is for posts like that, I would like to, um, go back to like the source footage or the original project files and see if there are any unused photos or any unused thumbnails or something like that. Just mm -hmm. something that we didn't share on Instagram when the video originally came out um, or something like that. Just give a little bit more substance um, to it would be cool. Um, and then also, yeah, he's trying to um, give us sort of a layout for the text of the post to make it more mm -hmm. discoverable. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I'm a little bit resistant to, if only because I'm like, I really like a certain minimalism to a lot of our stuff. You know, that's part of the reason why the, uh, modern rogue Twitter account follows zero people just cause I think it's really cool to have <laughs> an account that doesn't follow anybody and is moderately popular or whatever. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of battling that. Um, but it, it's a little bit 
it, it's it's not too difficult to stomach because they're you know instagram has like below and above the fold um and so i can just kind of work in that uh discoverability element below the fold so that way most people don't see it too much anyway yeah um so well i can say i'm happy how smooth it's been because i was a little concerned <laughs> bringing in more people to help out with this kind of stuff because it can create some some headaches but so far it's been uh as smooth as could be hoped for i believe that's good mm-hmm. that's good at least from my side yeah uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that, that, that continues to go well. You know, we've, we've said it before, like social media is something that tends to get deprioritized here a little bit just mm-hmm. because we have to actually get the dang thing done. Um, mm-hmm. and then when you're done, you just want to start the next thing or not look at these people's faces ever again. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, um, having, having a, have, I think, I think having those outside eyes helps out a lot. I think just by virtue of having a different person, uh, putting in a lot of the pitch work or or just the the the, the legwork on it, uh, I think will be a a boom a boon? boon 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 gifts boon. both metaphorical and literal uh, to uh, to that aspect of <clears throat> of the shows because it is kind of like an extension of the shows to some degree, right? Especially on Instagram where you know you take a lot of photos, Brant, and and you try to show stuff that's not in the show or stuff that. You know, there's not still images that don't quite work in video, you know? Sure. So that's not, we have another, uh, we had a recent video come out that uh, John wanted to, to mention. Uh, the uh, most, mm-hmm. April 16, how powerful is an atlatl? Oh, yeah. I remember this shoot day. Yeah. I remember this. I, I really just enjoyed doing that ending. <laughs> What is a uh, set it up for people? Oh, uh, well, they they did this uh, bit with each other trying to pronounce Atlatl, and it reminded me of Seinfeld. So I called up my my musician friend Anthony Shea. I'm like, hey, can you do a Seinfeld kind of track? And he's like, sure. And like two hours later, it's like bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and and then I'm like, you know what? This kind of needs a button if that joke is going to pay off. And so I literally wrote and performed a little Seinfeld esque set. Mm. about um aspirational diy youtubers and it landed pretty well like my i think my favorite comment today to date has been uh hey where'd you guys find this clip it fits perfectly with this video <laughs> and i'm like so oh good. snap <laughs> oh that's so, great i was pretty happy with that that's awesome man uh you've been on, you've been on screen quite a lot on and a lot of the stuff that we've like a we, little bit yeah yeah lately uh like i did an ad and soon i'm gonna be in a modern rogue episode where we make something sh- for jason uh that's right well and also there's a half of a modern rogue episode that was shot that you were oh, prominently hey, featured yeah, we'll in as well hopefully try and finish that once we can figure out uh Ooh, i've got some ideas all right, we we got some stuff cooking. We, we're te- we're talking around. Uh, people don't know what this is. Yeah, yet, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Is, is that is that something that you're interested in in like being on on screen? Yes and no. It's something that uh, I love doing. I love getting in front of the camera. I mean, it's how I it's how I got into filmmaking. Full stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think my long term goals are to be mostly like a showrunner type person. But uh, yeah, I enjoy hosting. Okay, very cool. Well, you'll see a little bit more, John, on my Bryce has seen me throw down a Shakespearean monologue. I don't I, doubt that at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, one last thing. We had uh, uh, another Modern Rogue video come out. Speaking of editors in front of the camera. Oh, yes. 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 
Is that is that the case? Yes, that's right. Oh no, that's the, yeah, that's right. Uh, the uh, the Ewok log trap video came out. That was April third, and yeah, it came uh, out right around the time we did the last bizarre briefing. Right. Oh yeah, and and very early on in that video, you kind of cut out to Brant's room uh, to to talk about the process of putting together the trap because that really wasn't what they covered much at all when uh, when we did the actual effect. Uh, yeah. How was your how was your thought process in in putting together that you know that process footage that we kind of weren't sure if you were going to use um, and making that framing device? It, it was it, it was interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's tough because that's that's always been an element of the story that we tell on Modern Rogue, which is you know here's an idea we're going to try to do it. Here's our process of doing it, and then success or failure mm-hmm. um and I, I think on a couple episodes ago we might we might have already talked about a little, little bit of the split filming stuff um where you know jason film jason was doing the 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 build on a separate day and then brian basically showed up for the test or whatever and then most of the shoot ended up being uh us running around trying to get cinematic shots of uh, uh of of uh, an atst that and Annalisa built for us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun video. Um, it was, it was real neat to cut together. Speaking of, speaking of scoring videos, I also scored a little bit of that skit. Oh. Um, and it's a good thing that, <laughs> that it becomes kind of a cacophony of sound because the music ends up not great towards the end. Ah. Um, <laughs> and for the record, I am so glad that we built that thing ahead of time. Because there yeah, were quite it, a few dead ends and missteps, and I'm like, "Do you really want to do that right now? Because that's going to fall on your head." Oh, in, like during the setup. Yeah, yeah, like stuff where I like. I guess I I was always under the assumption that kind of problems with some of our builds on camera were the stress of oh the whole crew is waiting and we're filming we're rolling, but I figure okay it's just me and Jason it's just one camera no stress we could take all the time we want. And there were still some decisions where I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You're going to kill yourself. Yeah. (laughs) So glad we did it ahead of time. Yeah. You know, it's, I imagine it's tough for Jason because he's not, and this is, this is not damning with faint praise. I mean, in particular, the guys don't try to portray themselves as experts on, on very much. And I would say outdoorsy <laughs> stuff. Like we just saw him uh, a rope fray and, and break in this, in the, in the, in the build video. Like he's not, he, he's not an expert log trap maker, you know, <laughs> he's not, he <laughs> can't be expected true. to be, you That's, know? Um, and he's nothing like the expert log trap makers. Right. He's, he's too yeah. tall. He's too tall for it. <laughs> That's <right>. the thing. <laughs> and so, uh, it's, uh, it, I, it, it, some of that stuff gets up, especially those loftier build ideas like that log trap. Yeah. So I think moving forward, I like the idea of us kind of like making the cake ahead of time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely think there's room for that style of video because I think, I think some, some episodes probably do merit Brian and Jason sitting down, figuring something out. Cause a lot of times there's good uh, lessons that can be learned in that process. Um, but there are definitely some occasions where it's like, oh, we don't really know how this works or whatever. And that could probably use just a build day off to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I'll say about this though, um, specifically like a big reason why I ended up going 
in front of the camera for a little bit and then doing the narration over top of it was because there was a lot of like idle chat during the footage, you know, because because it was probably filmed with the intent of like, oh, well, Brian will explain it or whatever. And then we'll just show the B-roll on top of that audio or whatever. Um, And then, of course, during the during the shoot. There wasn't really a whole lot of that. There was because it was done. I mean, it was like, hey, let's yeah. look at it. Here's how it's, here's how it's arranged, but not necessarily how it, the process of how it was put together. And for the mm-hmm. record, we're all on board that this is not a real trap that actually exists or has ever existed in the real world, right? Yeah, you would never. No, Star Wars is this. real. <laughs> you I've never seen did. a documentary. Well, the first three are real. Yeah. Uh, ooh, uh, oh, which is which is the first three? Uh, cool. Nice. Very cool. Uh, Ewok log trap in the books. Um, yep. Plenty more modern rogue stuff coming at you uh, in the future. It's time for some of our off-topic stuff. Just finding out what everyone's been up to outside of the worky things. Uh, Brant, we can start with you. Sure. Uh, 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 seems like you're playing a new video game. Yeah. Not. N- new to me mm-hmm. um it's actually been out for a while i've been playing astroneer mm. um which is cool it's um for people who are unfamiliar i guess i would characterize it as um as like uh, uh outer wilds or no man's sky mixed with minecraft or whatever it's a lot of like resource management and stuff um out in space and you can travel to different planets and build up your base and everything and it's kind um, of got a very brutality of space element to it in terms of like you need power and you need oxygen and you can only be without them for so long and if you don't have them you will die in this cave and you will know it's coming you can do the math and you will realize you screwed yourself over 10 minutes ago yeah yeah there's 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 a lot of that kind of management stuff and um and yeah Hmm. i've been streaming it out on twitch and it's it's got a real whimsical nature to it um, it really rewards like just exploration and discovery. Um, sometimes it's like, you know, the other day I got, I got lost on my home planet and I was just like, I have no idea which direction is home. So I'm just going to drive for the next like hour and a half and I'll find some stuff along the way and that'll be cool. And then I'll get home eventually. Cool. Um, and yeah, I've, I've really, really been enjoying that. Nice. That's over on your Twitch. David, what have you been up to? Watching anything lately or doing Actually, anything fun? Yeah, so I I, uh, I watched the first season of The Expanse. Hmm. And oh, yeah. The thing is, the first season, like, I, it didn't hook for me. Like I was like, mm. it's it's nice, but I'm wondering if seasons two and three and four, if it gets progressively better. So I'm kind of fishing for feedback on whether The Expanse. Yeah, because hmm. my understanding, or at least. It peaks in season one, in which case maybe. I'd... Yeah. At least to hear Brian and Tom Merritt talk about it, they seemed to have really liked it from the get go. Yeah. But I think, I, like, I think Tom had read the books and I think he enjoyed it as an adaptation. Here's an interesting idea. Yeah. Uh, people who liked Battlestar Galactica. Oh. I wonder if they also. Like, like, l- like latched onto the expanse very quickly. Because uh-huh. I didn't ever have the mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica experience. And then I tried to have it like two years ago and I was like, this doesn't really hold up. Like, I think. It, it would have if it was something I had watched when I was little. Like I watched At the Star, time. Star Trek The Next Generation when I was little. Mm. So I could probably watch that again like Brant did. I could probably watch that again now and, and get enjoyment from it. But if I had never seen it and try to watch it now, I might be like, this is kind of slow. It's kind of, you know, the production's weird. And, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I think I think the only thing I could think of was like I never had this Battlestar Galactica kind of uh, fan 
pre pre uh prime, priming yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> look at that see <laughs> um and and so i was like I, I i got through the first season i enjoyed it but i didn't oh, i was actually watching devs at the time oh and I, god and, well i really loved devs I really love Dev. So I like I was, the ending of Dev. Okay, so right, all right, yeah. And I've I've gone. I've yeah. been asked too much about Devs, but and, yeah, and you a, love Devs. And that's a tough. I, I thought that was really tough. Uh, kind of subject to do in any sort of non cheesy way, and it, it kind of got a little bit close to that, like with the like the first revelations, like the crucifixion of Christ or whatever. And you're like, okay, like that's that's yeah. r- really, and you've got like this nice panorama, panorama moment, right? Uh, so. Uh, I was like, I had to suspend my d- disbelief a little bit in in parts of it, but I, I just really liked the overall. I think the characters really sold the show for me. Like, interesting. Nick Nick Offerman's character and and yeah. uh, the girl. Yeah, um, Sonoya Mizuno or the other. What's that? Sen- Sonoya Mizuno, the uh, the one, yes. the the, yes. the girlfriend. Yeah, who's yeah, kind of interesting delivery. Um, yeah. And then, cool. uh, so we were talking about Spotify earlier. Oh sure. And this Ava Max song, you know, Ava Max. Uh, the, kind the of name like, sounds familiar. This this new song called Kings and Queens came on, right? Okay. And uh, in my in my Spotify Discover Weekly, and I hear the song, I'm like, this is reminding me of some sort of like early or late '90s, early 2000s, like Euro pop song. Uh-huh. And then I finally realized it's this Cascada Bad Boy. Oh, song. really? Like, like a cover? Same, right. It's, well, it's the same sort of melodic contour to the song. Uh, uh. So I was like, someone should mash up these two songs. And then I was like, well, I'll just do it. I was uh, like, I've never made a mashup in my life, right? So I was like, I'll make a mashup. So I. I made a mashup of Ava Max's Kings and Queens yeah. and, and Cascada's Bad Boy and threw it on YouTube. Oh, cool. So it's, cool. Uh, it's currently at like, you know, 490 hits. So. Wow, mm-hmm. that's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of creating things, can you bring your podcast back, please? Thank uh, you. Thank you. Yeah, well, um, maybe at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The thing about podcasts is like sometimes they're, sometimes they're over or sometimes like they no, this just need to go to sleep. Over. Uh-huh. This one's well, just on this pause. One could, <laughs> yeah. well, it sources from whatever is, is kind of in in the mix of the time so it could uh, come back just based on whatever is going on yeah. now with with various podcasts but it just takes so much production time to make an exact 15 minute podcast yeah like it, uh you know it was like 30 hours of production for that 15 minutes Ooh, yeah. that, that's and, crazy. It, and it's because all, it it's you know essentially a cliff this notes. was like a conversational podcast or it's, it's like a cliff's notes of other podcasts oh right so it's like instead of listening to the two-hour podcast i can summarize that in about six minutes for you um but that requires me to actually go listen to that other podcast cut it up maybe even down. twice yeah. right take notes on it edit those notes into a script then record the scripts for all these various podcasts and then cut that down into exactly 15 minutes that's too much um and and I, and it just, it, it was, it was a second job, you know, yeah. really at that point. Yeah. I mean, when I was in training 11 last year, right. It, it was, ta- it took me a lot, mo- a lot more time to do that podcast than the other pod, the, these podcasts. Cause it was just me and uh, talking to a guest and I'm not the best, I'm, I'm not the, 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 the perfect host. And so I would want to edit a lot and then, you know, dealing with Skype or discord or whatever, and doing a lot of editing. I did a lot of music stuff for it. Uh, it, it, it takes, it, you know, if you're not doing a live to tape thing, which requires a high amount of skill to begin with, or if you're doing something produced or, or you know, heavily written, uh, that also just takes a lot of production time. Yeah. It's strange. Cause like, you know, a Joe Rogan podcast seems like it's actually quite easy to do, uh, in the wow. sense that, you know, you sit down, you have a conversation, it's very lightly edited. And, and if you have someone that's kind of able to Eat bring up, stuff. The, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. then 
when you're done, you can walk out and, and that just gets kind of posted with a, a light dusting, right? Yeah. Because um, like I have, an, I have an idea for a podcast that I'd like to do in the next few months, which is not conversational. It's all scripted and a lot of production stuff. And I'm kind of dreading it because it's like, it's ton of research, got to write a script, editing, recording, listening to that. Like, we'll see. Yeah, but there's a, there's a satisfaction that comes when you post the episode. Yeah, you know, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of work before yeah. you get to that moment. Yeah, and, yeah. and that was another. Actually, I think Brant was talking about you know music wise. Like, if my podcast, if you listen to episode one versus episode sixteen or twenty or whatever, I cut it off at. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the audio and production quality is is night and day. Like the first ones, like you would listen to it and just it would be like nails on a chalkboard with the cuts <laughs> and like the huh? you know gating a vocal to where like the the threshold is kind of off, so you're cutting off you know the ends of of, of words and sure. and the sort of the cadence of how the sentences are said doesn't flow right. And then you listen to the la- the the one at the end and you I'm recording in a room that's got you know you know baffling or, or sort of sound dampening uh, structures up and with a nicer microphone and you know, just kind of understand more about like lightly processing things versus over processing them. And yeah. the cadence. Gets I'm often and- baffled by some of these YouTubers where there is no progression. Like you listen to them now versus 10 years ago. And it's like, uh, they plateaued 10 years ago. They're still doing like heavily sped up overcutting. Um, they still have like cheesy clip art picks mm-hmm. that haven't been properly cleaned. You know, it's like, uh, do you guys watch Movie Bob on The Escapist? No. Oh, uh, like, like once I started listening to Folding Ideas on Zealous, whatever, I went back to him and I'm like, oh, God, that was early aughts. But this is a video that came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, for some people, that's their style, you know, and or they like get into a routine of like, this is what people expect. Yeah. And if suddenly I'm super polished or I don't know, whatever, that, that stuff changes. I don't know. And then like... YouTube is a totally different beast because the serotonin comes from like how well it's received, not from doing it or like with, with the podcasting stuff, a lot of it is just like, I feel good about what I did. And I put out this, this nice thing where sometimes if you're in a YouTube space or if you're constantly churning stuff out, you, you kind of chase the views and, and, and hits and stuff. And, and that is not always dependent on, the quality or the fidelity of the thing that you do. Yeah. Um, so that's that. I think my favorite mm-hmm. thing though was, was making a joke mm-hmm. that would have absolutely no audible response. You know, like you're, <laughs> you're making a joke yeah, to the to, void. Yeah. 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 And there's no, and, and when you make it, there's just this awkward silence after the joke for a second. And then you kind of continue on. I think that was, you know, you, you have to get a lot of confidence right? to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the night shows nowadays. Right. Oh, sure. Uh, John, what do you have to lately? Um, I've also been playing a video game. I might, I'm a, this close to finishing a video game for the first time in like five years. Yeah. It's not very good, but I love playing it. It's uh, it's called wet mm-hmm. and it's a 2009, like shoot 'em up, uh, slow-mo, cool, crazy maneuver, uh, platforming third person shooter game. And it's pretty cheesy. It's kind of lame, but God, it is so much fun to play yeah. and to do the slow motion, acrobatic shooting wackiness. Um, but yeah, and it's done in like this Tarantino-esque style with like complete with like the um, 
the gritty film and uh it, it's the whole grindhouse whatever aesthetic slow-mo and the selective yeah, color filters. which they desperately needed because the graphics are kind of lame but again it is so much fun to play mm-hmm. very cool uh, Corey, what have you been up to? I know you just got a, a nice new TV. Yeah, yeah. So I got the gaming room set up. So we've been upstairs gaming room for my daughter and myself. And so we just put in another 65-inch TV upstairs. So now we have two TVs up there. So now we can play our Xboxes, Aww, our games. So that's she, so sweet. She gets to play on the on one TV. I get to play on the other one. And so uh, that's been a lot of fun uh, is being able to play games with her. Yeah. It's been a blast. That's sweet. That's yeah. very cute. He said upstairs for a second. I was like, we have an upstairs? Upstairs here? <laughs> <laughs> my house. My house. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I've been playing on uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake for the the Friday Night Bryce Twitch stream stuff. And uh, I'm... I like it. I'm, en- I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think it's good. But every time I play it, especially... And I was very aware of it because it was people were just starting to call me out on it. But I'm very critical of it. I'm very critical of it. And there's a lot to be critical of. Um, but I think it's very cool. There's not a lot of things that the nostalgia play works for me, right? There's not a lot where I go, oh, yeah, isn't that the thing from the thing? Uh, there's very few of that. But Final Fantasy VII, especially being that first, you know, the Midgar City section of the story, like, yeah, that 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 kind of succeeds in that for me and like all the music is so good and the, the the stuff that they add is more or less really good but then they keep a lot of the original plot lines pretty they they keep them accurate but they also make those segments longer it's so not, it's very supplemental it's not an hd remake yes it is it is a 3d hd whole new thing but i mean it's not a remake as in it's not the same game, just with better graphics. Right. It's not a remaster. They, they've they've taken the original game and put those out on HD consoles the past few years. No, this is a full new 3D. It's like not even turn-based, really. It's like an action game, basically. Which, which you know my feelings about turn-based, but that's one thing about the game Wet. It still has time. What are they called? Time... Like a slow-mo or... Where something is happening, like you're no longer in control, but you have to hit the button at the certain time. Oh, quick time events. Quick time events, which uh-huh. are just... You're playing a video game. Are you fucking uh-huh. kidding me? <laughs> you're little, literally playing the character. Sure. But I also just, you're playing an early an early days PS3 game. Like that still, was like turn-based action is still a thing. Um, Kind kind of, I guess. Like... And it's a video game. Like, we invented video games. It happened. Sure, sure, sure. I've just, never it, seen somebody so irate at the concept <laughs> of video games before. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's a progression, right? We, we, uh, we talked off, offline about this, but, you know, a lot of RPGs come from tabletop RPGs. And it's the virtualization of that process, right? Yeah. And that's why it's very men- it can be very menu-focused. And everyone takes their turn. And everyone gets a, gets a section. And... Um, you know that that's and, and so it's very interesting to see rpgs go away from that or yeah. dive further into it with all these like tactics disgaea or not disgaea um yeah disgaea type games where it's you know hundreds of thousands of character units and all that stuff i only get irate about meaningless things <laughs> mm. um, gotta learn that about me but uh but uh, so i've been playing that on on friday nights here on the the twitch channel and I think I probably have another two streams or so. I think I've got like 10 to 12 hours left, but I don't know because 
they they've they've taken every part of that original story and stretched it sometimes for good effect sometimes just for for no good all right so bryce tell me if i got my final fantasy 7 lore right okay please do okay so you have cloud yeah cloud strife your main character who has has the hair and is the main guy and he's got the big sword yeah big sword guy okay and then you have tifa that's right tifa who is the lady puncher pow, 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 pow. okay mm-hmm. and then you have a flower girl that's Aerith. yeah she's uh, uh she okay. she's a florist and she can do magic uh um, great all florists yeah, all florists. I don't know. You just go into any florist store and just ask them to do some magic. Yeah, it's <laughs> the like the the flowers grow and the only flowers that grow in the city grow where she goes. All that stuff. Yeah, you got that, Aerith. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, I think the other thing I know about the game is there's maybe a factory and they have to <laughs> shut down the factory. The okay, so there are so the city of Midgar. The city of Midgar is a two-tiered city, and it's a big circle, and it is dotted. Is everybody leaving? Okay. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> there are reactors. Here. There are reactors, and they're they're sapping the 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 the, the Mako energy from the Earth. Uh, but the Mako energy just happens to look like green Kool Aid. Sorry about it. Uh, and it's powering the city, but it's also uh, fucking raping the Earth. And so you are an eco terrorist organization destroying the reactors, even. When there are heavy costs to pay to do that, yeah. Is this just Kingdom Hearts? No, this has a story. This has an ending. This has a. Oh, okay. This has well-defined villains and plot points. Hmm. I don't know a All lot right. about Kingdom Hearts, but I know it doesn't have any of those things. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> it have the I cute little guys with the big right. round noses. Koopos? Yeah. Uh, Moogles? Uh. Final Fantasy VII does have them a little bit, not as much as in other Final Fantasy. Like Final Fantasy IX is a ton of a ton of Moogles. Seven's hmm. uh, got a few of them there. Yeah, those guys are cute. Yeah, Kaboo! and they have Chocobos. It's very weird when they they uh, the Chocobos are like the big chickens oh. that they use like horses basically. <laughs> what is this game you're playing? <laughs> and the best. What's very weird is like you know it's kind of meant to be like kind of a modern age, and so there's one line that happened last. Uh, I think last time I was off stream where they say like, oh yeah, we're going to go shopping and Cloud's going to be our pack Chocobo. And it's like, you don't have mules or why you would, what? That's the weird turn of phrase. It seems weird to take pack mule and turn into pack Chocobo in that very weird way. Anyway. And blurs ball or whatever it's called is is like nine or 10 or something. Blitz ball is in 10. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and ten two, but it's different in ten two. It's not the same in ten two. It's not the same. Okay. Um, yeah. Final Fantasy got a uh, got a weird history to it, but they got a lot of the mm. original people back to make this game, and so I mm. think that helps out That's a cool. lot. Yeah. So that is our off-topic stuff. <laughs> Let's uh, get into plugs. We work in reverse order. Corey, you want to pr- promote? I got anything? nothing, John. Uh, yeah, go go to stick skeptically pwned twitter dot com whatever. I'm P W N E D P W N D no E. Oh no E. I don't either? believe in vowels. Oh, but there's one in skeptically. I don't know what you mean. Okay, uh, David, got any plugs? Uh, no, I just haven't had my haircut in a while, so it probably <laughs> looks like that. <laughs> Changing it up. Changing it up. I know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, nothing this month. I think okay. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Brant, anything? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gatawag. That's G-A-T-O-W-A-G. Also Instagram at Gatawag. Also Twitch at Gatawag. I've been doing more Twitch streams lately since I've been at home. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you can uh, check out the Modern Rogue Show accounts on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brycus, B-R-Y-C-A-S. I do a lot of the streaming here on Twitch.tv slash Night Attack, including Friday Night Bryce at 8 o'clock Central on Fridays. We also do marbles sometime. we got to get you guys into the marbles, David and, and John. Marbles? Yeah. Marbles? Marbles, marbles all the way. Uh, not classic marbles. No, a new no. hot spin oh, of marble. play online against each Marble other. racing. Yeah, but it's rigged, though. It is rigged, and I do oh. rig it. Mm. And I do. I am allowed to rig it. Uh, that happens sometimes on the weekends as well. Um, uh, this show is called The Bizarre Briefing. It takes place... Uh, about once a month on uh, twitch.tv slash night attack and you can also watch it after the fact on youtube.com slash scam stuff if you want to find old episodes time codes show notes whatever go to bizarrebriefing.com we have five years i want to say and we're going to keep going until we have plugs that's right until plugs are actual now (laughs) i think we've been doing this for 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 like five years now brand i think we this was episode 59 crazy to think that we're this long in, but also only 59? less than 60 episodes. Of God, y'all are it's old. Monthly. It's been a hell of a journey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, y'all are old. Um, <laughs> too long. Too long. I want to go back to the old ones and listen to some of the old ones and see what they sound like. Because I bet, I bet they're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I rewatched the first one not too long ago because it was like uh, we were talking about how we got involved in the business. And the, oh, yeah. the camera's like right up on my face <laughs> oh yeah because um, we were we were in brian's bedroom studio and that was before we had made a bunch of room in there and yeah i remember mm-hmm. oh my god that was good stuff good stuff uh so that's at bizarrebriefing.com uh or again twitch.tv slash night attack when we stream it live or youtube.com slash scam stuff when we post it on youtube it's also on podcasts uh podcast directories like spotify and apple podcasts and so uh, check that out there. Uh, we record the show. We try to record the show at the end of the month, uh, the final Tuesday of the month, uh, when we can. Um, but I think that'll do it for us here at the Bizarre Briefing this week. Everybody, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>